Happy Wednesday. It is the week of Thanksgiving, and I thought it would be a great group therapy project if you all sent in stories from Thanksgiving's past so that we could all have a laugh together and know that uh, everyone has crazy-ass families. So with that being said, you all sent in stories, and you did not disappoint, and these will be perfect for when we are driving to someone's house that we may or may not want to see or preparing food for Thanksgiving, whatever it might be. Group therapy is officially in session. A person in my family, let's call him Dick, owns an auto repair business. As part of this business, he restores classic cars. I used to think Dick was the coolest guy in the family until I got older and started putting two and two together, and I realized that Dick was in fact a dick. 2011 is when the first lawsuit was filed against Dick and his shop. In this lawsuit, he was supposed to work on a classic GTO. This customer was told the estimate to complete the restoration on his car would be about $25,000. When he went to pick up the completed car, Dick handed him a bill for more than $48,000 and refused to return the car until it was paid in full. The customer obviously sued Dick. Now, I don't know the outcome of this case because it was settled out of court prior to going to trial. In 2012, Dick got caught up in a sticky situation when it was discovered that he was basically running a chop shop. He was charged with 10 counts of falsification, which is a first-degree misdemeanor in the state where Dick lives. He was given a $10,000 fine, which his ex-wife paid for him. And by the way, he's her ex-husband because he cheated on her and he's a master manipulator. In 2017, Dick got hit with another lawsuit from yet another customer of his chop shop. Oops, I mean auto repair shop. This time, Dick reached out to the plaintiff regarding a classic Firebird for sale. The man also owned a classic GTO. Dick offered to restore the GTO in exchange for the purchase of the Firebird. When the customer went to view the progress on the GTO, Dick handed him an invoice for $29,000 for work on the GTO with a credit for the price of the Firebird and demanded the plaintiff pay the difference and sign over the Firebird. They had agreed that no money would exchange hands, so the customer questioned this, to which Dick said, things don't always work out how you want them to. The customer sued Dick for over $50,000, but sadly, I don't know the outcome of this case because it, too, was settled outside of court. But wait, there's more. 2018 was a rough year for Dick. His customers were tired of being jerked around, and two of them filed lawsuits against him. The first one was for work on a classic Mustang. In this case, Dick was ordered to pay the plaintiff $40,000 as reimbursement for the amount Dick had charged him over the contracted price. In the second case that year, Dick told a guy he could fix his classic Camaro for $25,000. The plaintiff began making regular payments to Dick's shop for the work he was doing. 
Dick started jerking this poor guy around even after he had paid more than $37,000 and billed him an additional $30,000 for labor alone and refused to release the car back to him. In total, the plaintiff sued Dick for more than $328,000 plus attorney fees. I'm not sure of the outcome of this case, even though it has gone to trial. 2019 was yet another mess of a year for Dick in regards to lawsuits, all from one customer. This time, it was a classic Austin Healy that Dick made arrangements to restore. The plaintiff won again in this case, and Dick was ordered to pay almost $70,000 in damages. Dick appealed this judgment and recently had some parts reversed, but I'm not sure of the final damages that he will owe this customer for this one. In 2020, Dick got a little cocky and decided to file a malpractice claim for $25,000 against his attorney in the 2018 case, which leads one to conclude that the unknown settlement did not turn out in Dick's favor. This case goes to court again in February of 2024. In 2021, yet another lawsuit was filed against Dick. This plaintiff pointed out the fact that Dick has been sued multiple times for the same shit. This time, it was three classic cars that Dick was supposed to restore. Long story short, he quoted one car at $150,000 for repairs and began working on the other cars before the customer asked him to do so, and then he charged him. The plaintiff has paid more than $310,000 to Dick, but Dick is refusing to return the cars. This case is scheduled to go to trial in February of 2024. Prior to all of this happening, Dick offered to work on my car to fix the windshield wipers that had quit working. He told my mom that he would do the work himself and would only charge for parts, so he made arrangements to take my car to him an hour away. When we got my car back, the windshield wipers still didn't work. They were trying to go down instead of up. I mean, what the fuck kind of mechanic does that? Anyway, we had to take my car back to him to have that fixed. Then, in true dick fashion, he sent my mom a bill for over $3,000. When my mom called him about it, he told her that his workers make $250 an hour and he has to pay them. My mom lost it, reminding him that he said he would do the work and we would only pay for the parts. She told him to just forget it and that she would pay the bill. Another example of Dick screwing over everyone he knows and his family is how he had control over his mom's money, including receiving her social security checks. She lived with her daughter, Dick's sister, and they would call my mom crying because they didn't have money to pay the electricity bill and they were going to shut it off or they couldn't afford groceries. Where the fuck was the money at, Dick? Oh, that's right. It was funding your vacations with your hoe of the week. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the story that really showed me his true colors. We had a cousin who was dying of terminal cancer. He asked Dick to restore his classic Firebird and return it to his son after he passed away. Dick agreed, of course, and took the car. After our cousin passed away, Dick told his widow that she had to sign over the title of the car to him in order for him to complete the work, which is complete and utter bullshit. Her, being the fucking idiot that she is, did what Dick said. Dick repaired the car to show quality, and then he fucking kept it. 
He takes it to car shows and wins prizes for it, and he lets his sons drive it to school dances to show off. The boy who was supposed to get it has no idea about the car, but my dead cousin's dad does, and he is furious. We can't let them around each other because my uncle would do, um, things that would probably land him on this podcast for totally different reasons. (laughs) So now we have family reunions without inviting Dick. So what did we learn today? Some people are just pieces of shit. Oh, and get everything in writing when trusting someone to do work for you so you don't get screwed over by a dick. This is why we don't invite him to Thanksgiving. We're scared he'll send us a bill for food he didn't pay for or cook or help clean up, or he'll steal the exhaust pipe off our car on the way out. Backstory, my uncle has been on and off of drugs since he was 16, never staying clean for long. It was rare he even showed up to family functions, so this was shocking to everyone. Thanksgiving 2013 was at my grandmother's house. She lived out on a farm in rural Tennessee, so we don't go out there very much. Every year, we do a late lunch around 2 p.m. It had probably been five or six years since my uncle had shown up to one of these family holidays. We sit down to eat and start saying grace, which in my family is led by my grandfather, and we go down the table and thank God for something in our lives. Seconds after we finish, the garage door opens, which scares everyone considering everyone we expected to come was already seated at the table. Like an old country grandfather, my papaw gets his gun and walks over to the garage to see what's going on. Fifteen minutes later, he walks in with my uncle, who I didn't even recognize it had been so long since I had seen him. My grandmother gets everything to set him up a plate at the table. No one says a word the entire time. Pin drop silence. We finish eating in complete silence. At the time, I was 15, so I had an idea something was off, but I didn't know exactly what. We are sitting down eating dessert and drinking coffee when the dog starts going bat shit and flinging himself against the front window. Within seconds, my uncle is up and running to the back of the house. My grandfather opens the front door and lets in six grown men and points them to the back of the house where my uncle had ran off to. Minutes later, they come back with him in cuffs, basically dragging him out of the door. My grandfather closes the door and sits back down to finish his coffee. No one speaks a word. We sat there, I'm not kidding, for three hours in complete silence. Come to find out, my uncle was wanted on manufacturing, distributing, and trafficking charges in four states and had been on the run for almost a year. When my grandfather found him hiding in the garage, he called the cops himself and told them to come get him. He got 35 years. It was a running joke in our family every year that he would be out for Christmas. He's out now, clean and doing really well, but our family has not had a Thanksgiving together since that day in 2013. Don't use this story if you think hunting will offend any of the listeners, but here's the kind of crazy Thanksgiving shit that happens with my family. So listen, if hunting offends you, don't listen to this one. One Thanksgiving morning, I'm watching the Macy's Day Parade in the living room with my brothers, cousins, and my aunt and mom would pop in and out from the kitchen to see the floats. On one of those pop-ins, we hear a loud bang, 
Like a gunshot inside of the house, kind of loud bang. Half of us freeze, the other half either scream, cry, or both. Before anyone can even gather themselves to say what was that, here comes my dad sprinting from my parents' bedroom to the living room and out the back door. Without saying a word, he flings open the door and starts running down the stairs, and at this point, my mom and aunt have gathered themselves enough to get us kids up and out the back door as well, blindly following my dad. Everyone has become extremely terrified. We all get down the steps and into the yard and see my dad going out the back fence, stopping right before the tree line, ignoring the yells from all of us asking what the hell is going on. He bends down, and that's when I hear my mom say, Oh, for fuck's sake, did you really just shoot a deer from our bedroom window? To which he replied, I sure did. I saw it when getting dressed, and I'll be damned. The damn deer was still standing there by the time I opened the window, opened the gun safe, and put the scope on, loaded the gun, and pulled the trigger. My aunt then says, And you didn't think to say anything when you came through the living room and saw kids screaming and crying? His response, sorry, I had to get out there and make sure I had a kill shot and it wasn't suffering. The next year, we had a Thanksgiving at my aunt's house, and he unexpectedly killed another deer from her front porch while drinking his coffee, and also succeeded in waking up the entire house from the gunshot going off on the front porch. After that, there was a strict no deer hunting of any kind at any time on Thanksgiving implemented into my family. I was born on Thanksgiving Day in the early 60s. My mother was just pulling the turkey out of the oven when her water broke. It was my time to shine. My father, being a mechanic, we had no running vehicles, of course. Plus, he was well into his Thanksgiving drinks. No one else was around to drive her to the hospital, so my mother had to walk there. And being Thanksgiving, the nurses could only talk about what alcohol to put in their fruitcake. Amazingly, I arrived without incident, and we will celebrate my birthday on Thanksgiving Day again this year. I don't know if this is exciting or crazy enough, but there you go. I am reminded of it all the time. Happy birthday, friend. I hope it is another fantastic year for you. That's all for this Thanksgiving family group therapy situation. I am thankful for each and every one of you. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day and a fantastic, wonderful, low-stress Thanksgiving. I will see you guys on the next episode.